Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Attack in the Championship podcast. We are at episode 18 already, which sort of blows my mind a little bit. Uh, my name's Tom Butterfield. I'm your host. And let me welcome our resident guest. He's our certified data analyst. He's our scout. He's our FA licensed coach and intermediary, the fantastic David Bromley. How are you, mate? Wow, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I'd, God knows where I'm going to be by the end of the year. I'm all right, Tom. Thanks. Yeah, how are you? Good stuff. Yeah, I'm doing well, mate. I'm doing well. Good. We've just had Christmas, of course. Yeah. So how was your uh, how was your Christmas and Boxing Day? It was pretty good. Um, a three day family kind of get together. Twelve or thirteen of us all nice. sort of crammed into my father in law's house, and that uh, no, was good. Really, I managed to. You know, there were some Spurs fans. There were some West Ham good fans. Stuff. Good. And I managed to get them to watch some proper football <laughs> on Boxing Day. So we watched West Brom and Norwich. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, they realise now what they've been missing. <laughs> exactly. They're championship <laughs> converts now. They are. I think Good so, yeah. Stuff. Well, at least they say they are. I mean, who knows? But <laughs> We'll see. At least you did yeah. your bit anyway. I did, yeah. Yeah. How was yours? Yeah, very good, actually. Yeah, we just sort of hung out with my my in-laws and uh, with my wife, my two kids. And uh, yeah, we took it pretty easy, to be honest. It was nice. Played some games, walked the dog. Yeah. And I got outside a bit as well, which was good. which was nice. Ate far too much. Sort of, yeah. I sort of put myself into grazing gear from about new, uh, Christmas Eve and then just yeah. sort of chugged along, just generally eating every three minutes. You feel uh, obliged, don't you? Because you've got yeah, a house exactly. full of food. Exactly. You know, no one wants to run out of food. So you buy yeah. five times as much food as you need. Exactly. And then and then somehow you've got until what is it, second or third of January to get rid of it. Yeah. And then absolutely. we've all got we've all got the the resolutions that we're gonna lose weight, we're gonna get fit, we're gonna <laughs> do all sorts of things. So But you don't yeah, finish all this chocolate until about March and then this it's Easter. The and then it's you have to keep extending it, don't you? Maybe it'll be next week or next week. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But today, episode 18, you've been doing a bit of research, haven't you? And you found some interesting transfer rumours that, that are around between certain championship clubs. Uh, and they're covering each of our uh, player roles, aren't they, that we're, that we're interested in. So if I hand that over to you, David, you can fill us in on what's been uh, what's been going on. Yeah, we tried to um, we tried to find some sort of inter championship possibilities. Now, I mean, these are just rumours, mm -hmm. so and we, we all rumor, know. Love well, we rumor. love a rumour, but we all know that some of them have got some substance. Some of them are um, somebody's told you've got to come up with something by five o'clock, so <laughs> they come up with something, you know. So it could be there's something in it, it could be nothing in it, but the, I think because they're inter championship. It gives us a chance to look at, you know, we're going to look at three today mm -hmm. and not there's nothing particularly special about them except they are being talked about. They are between two championship clubs. It gives us a chance to, to look at the sort of relative playing styles of the club that might be losing the player and the club that might be gaining the player. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to just see if we could see what there might what justifications might be behind them and see what would come out of examining not just looking at the player although we will look at the player but sort of saying do we can we see why the club might be looking at this one this player mm. particularly yeah. and what he would bring and then can we give some sort of view on 
the degree to which they might fit um, and be a con- sort of a consistent fit between the old team and the new team, as it were. Mm. So um, that's what we thought we'd try and do today. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So which lucky player is our first one that we're going to well, take a look at? Drum so, yeah, yeah, there's a there's a rumour <laughs> around that... Um, that uh, do we have to black- whisper these? Do we have to whisper them and look around and just check the windows aren't open and everything, see who's listening? Pre-internet, possibly. <laughs> Post-internet, you know, everybody knows, don't they, the minute somebody gets an idea. And and it, it actually, joking apart, it is difficult to figure out really which which rumours have come from some sort of substantial source, isn't yeah. it? Um, Absolutely. Because there's yeah, so, many, sure. so many websites and so many um, people creating content and – you know, it's we know it's kind of difficult sometimes to come up with something interesting, and so who knows? But the first one is Reese Healy from Watford, and apparently there's interest from Blackburn in Reese Healy. Hmm. So, um, you know, he's he's been around a bit. I mean, yeah. we've we were talking about him, I think, earlier, and talk, his his journey mm-hmm. through various clubs was was a I mean, he's cut. He's come. He's come all the way through from sort of Cardiff. So, I mean, we look. It looks like he sort of started off at Cardiff. They loaned him out a little bit, um, and I mean, we're going back, you know, six or seven years or more mm. here, um, and then he moved on to eventually on to MK Dons, who was one of his loan teams, and then he moved there permanently in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, did well I, there, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, and then he moved on to Toulouse and mm. and did well in Toulouse, didn't he? And he was only there. Well, I don't – he was there, what, probably a couple of seasons. Mm. Um, but it looks like, you know, six, 64 appearances, 34 goals, which isn't bad. No, not bad um, at all. So, I mean, I don't know what was behind the, the, the interest from Watford, but presumably it was just looking at sort of numbers and mm. um, picking him up. I mean, everybody's – I mean, we've got him. He's a centre forward. We've got him down as a chance creator because of the way that we categorise players, and the, we've talked about this before, haven't we? That you can you can look at some players and say, "Ah, oh, they're wingers, or they're they're second strikers, or they're whatever they are." And it depends really what games you're watching, you know, and different periods of their careers, they fulfil different roles. Sure. It's, it's a little bit difficult with him because. Healy, I think, was injured for all of last season, pretty much, with the cruciate tear. Um, so I didn't play. And he's he's not played a lot so far this season at Watford. He's he's I think he's appeared nine times, but he hasn't started. I'm not sure sure if he's even I don't think he's started a game for no, him. He hasn't, has he? Um, but he's done in the relatively few minutes that he has played. Um, you know he's done. He's he's done all right, isn't he? Um, Pretty we've good, got, isn't he? You know, we, I've looked at. Um, we flick over to Watford. We, we're looking at now our model that we use to try to build our um, game changer scores for players for attacking players. Mm. And if you look at Healy, I mean, he's only played. He hasn't even played ninety minutes, but he scored so, two goals. Um, yeah, goal, I mean, that, goal creator. So, so you're looking at. Less than forty-five minutes per goal on average at the moment, yeah, aren't you? You are, you are. And, and a direct goal contribution, 
you know, every every game from from assists and, and what yeah. have you. Um, he's he's got involved, hasn't he? That's the truth he has, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he has. I mean, I think we were laughing at this earlier. His game changer scores seven hundred and forty eight percent, which we all know is is a you know is a is a is an outlier very much statistically. It doesn't mean a lot really because he hasn't played Absolutely. any games. But um, yeah, so there's something there, isn't there? Um, and that's and that's the thing when you when you look at the likes of um, uh, Aspria, who's been doing really well. For Watford, yeah, um, his game changer score is one hundred eighty nine percent. So, yeah, just to give it context, right. exactly. you know, Healy is is about three times, <laughs> three yeah. times, and then some more uh, um, higher in in his score. So, yeah, yeah I mean, if, if he carries that on, <laughs> if he could, if he carries that on, it'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? I mean, what what we can look at one of the first things we we could look at is look if you think about the playing styles of the teams. You know, Watford's playing style is, you know, they it's a high both Watford and Blackburn employ a high press, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's a there's something common in there. So mm-hmm. if it's he would appear to be not that he's played for Watford. So, you know, you yeah. could look at it and say, well, if he played a lot of games for Watford, you might be thinking, as we might move on to some players, we'll look at players that are playing. But, you know, they're they're Playing styles not wildly different, is it? Really, if no, you look at not it, not really. It's quite a nice match, um, isn't it? Watford like to get a bit more possession than mm-hmm. um, Blackburn. Blackburn's style is all about the press, really. Yeah, um, and more, much, just really, almost beyond anything else, isn't it? Mm. The other thing is with Blackburn, and we've talked about my friend Sammy Smodix. Absolutely, um, stop scoring soon. I'm sure. <laughs> He won't, really. He won't. I mean, if you look at if you look at them, as far as the way we characterise them, you know, if you look at Smodics would appear to be in a striking role. He's a, he's a chance creator, really. I think by his style. Yeah. But I mean, he is the epitome of a striker this year. You know, twelve. What is it? Fourteen goals. Everything about what he's done has been brilliant. Now we're looking at. Um, uh, Healy as a, as a chance creator. So we're saying, well, maybe they've lost Smodix in that role to the striking role because their strikers, Blackburn strikers, haven't set the world alight, have they? Struggled a bit, haven't they? Um, so, you know, but they've got Smodix. So fingers crossed they keep him in that role and he keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but they would be bringing in, I would think, um, well, would they be bringing in Healy as a bit of a backup if this if there was any mileage in this room, or would they be bringing him in as a backup, thinking, look, yeah. if something does happen, you know, have God forbid, Smodix gets an injury, or <laughs> you know, if things just do to go on the turn a little bit, um, perhaps they they they're aware that they're heavily dependent and they're looking for a striker. For sure, um, I mean, we we talked about a few players who. The- Teams are heavily dependent, didn't we? And yeah. maybe maybe it is a, a way of just saying, Do you know, this guy's been playing well. He seems to uh, he would fit into our pressing style of, of play because we've seen it at Watford. But he's just yeah. not getting a game because maybe other people above him are, you know, keep keeping him out the team. Not so much poor, for his own poor play, but perhaps just good play by other squad members. And yeah, some managers just fancy other players more than others, don't they? They just yeah. see them as fitting there. What they what they want from the role a bit better. The only area where Blackburn have got anything other than 
you know, a, a good classification and attacking wise mm-hmm. is the dead ball passes leading to, okay. I think leading to goals. That that's not an area they've been particularly strong in. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that that would be a reason why they'd be looking at him. But um, you know, if, other than that, if we look at their performance as a team, yeah, um, you know, they were expected to finish twelfth, mm-hmm. and they're currently fourteenth, so they're slightly below. The expectation, yeah. But actually, as far as the attacking is concerned, they're tenth for shots on target, seventh for xG, ninth mm-hmm. for goals. So they're doing well, really, attacking yeah. wise, aren't they? And that's Which... the thing; it's so tight, isn't it? The table. I mean, yeah. Teams can, you know, two or three wins on the spin, and they can jump up, you know, seven or eight places very, very easily, can't they? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we've seen a bit of that. We've seen little runs being put together, haven't we? Yeah, Bristol so, City uh... are doing that at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, and we've had little mini mini instances with QPR and Sheffield, uh-huh. Sheffield Wednesday, haven't we? Yeah. They've sort of stalled a little bit in the last couple much of games. coincided with us saying that we didn't think any of them would get out of the bottom four and they wanted you <laughs> on did. the spin. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we know our stuff. We know our stuff. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, so I mean, if you if you look at the sort of background, there seems to be some. There's certainly some consistency between the playing styles. There, you can see yeah. there, there's a similar shape there, um, and you know Blackburn are not blessed with options, attacking options. The ones they've got have been doing well, um, but yeah, if he's not getting a game at Watford, he's come back from injury. Mm-hmm. Um, previously, he'd been doing very well, and probably in a striking role more than anything else, to be fair. Yeah. But um, so maybe it's just a case of, look, here's a player that and it's difficult to find attacking players, isn't it? You know, it's not, is. people don't want to let them go. So and especially with, you wouldn't expect the Blackburn uh, budget to be particularly high either, would you? No, you wouldn't. They, they were certainly struggling financially at the beginning of the season. So we're talking about not very much money. Theoretically, mm. again, we always say this, you know, it's not, we don't really yeah. know because, until the thing starts, um, we're not we're not really sure. But um, yeah, so I mean that was a a rumor that that came along. Um, if there is any substance to it, it, it appears that perhaps it's related to this sort of similar playing style, mm-hmm. um, as well as the fact that he knows where the goal is, albeit yeah. you know yes, because it would be taking a chance, you know, to buy a player who's basically come back from a long injury. Uh, where he's missed almost the whole season last season. Mm-hmm. And he's not a young lad. He's 29. No, no So, true. you know, you might say, well, it is a gamble, but that's why you're looking to be paying perhaps not much, perhaps under 2 million right, or not much more than a million maybe yeah, rather than many times that. So, um, no, absolutely. yeah. So that's no, the he's, first. he's an interesting one. He's an interesting yeah. one because, like you say, he's got pedigree of of scoring goals. You know, wherever he's been, yeah. he's been doing well for Watford when he's played, but he's not really played much. Coming off a long term injury, but Watford and Blackburn are both quite heavy pressing teams, so therefore you can you can see where he may well fit into that system relatively yeah. seamlessly. Yeah, uh, of course you you can never say for definite, but all it is is risk mitigation, isn't it? You're trying to yeah. Know, give yourself reasons for saying, well, this is this, you know, this is why this guy could come in and do a job for us 
quite quickly because you don't want to have to wait two or three months, do you, for him to acclimatise. He's got to get in and, and start performing as, as soon as possible, isn't he? Certainly for a January move because mm. you don't get a pre... It's not like you're signing them at the beginning of the pre-season and they're going to be enjoying a pre-season with you. Mm. No, but that's right. No, January, really, you're bringing somebody in to make a difference, aren't you? Definitely. Yeah, you'd hope so, um, wouldn't you? Yeah. So uh, that's, our, that's our first sort of a, a little foray into, you know, the rumours surrounding these inter-championship mm-hmm. uh, moves, potential moves. Second on the list, Ben Whiteman at Preston. This is a very different kettle of fish, really. I mean, yeah. you know, the first thing you might want to look at is the playing styles. Mm. Preston are really, it's they're a pretty direct style. They press, um, you know, they're a sort of a counter-attack. It's really mostly direct, their playing mm. style, um, whereas, whereas Norwich is rather different, isn't it? Yeah, they're an attacking much, team. Much more possession based. Far more possession. Harrison, much more attacking. Yeah, um, yeah. You'd imagine that his his role would not be the same <laughs> for for Norris. It would be for for Preston. Yeah, uh, we've yeah. got him down as an attacking support player. The way we categorise them. Uh-huh. So he's a player. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes where we've defined these roles we got these three roles striker chance creator attacking support we just looked at both really striker and chance creator didn't we with the previous yes with with healy strikers pretty straightforward their primary responsibility is scoring goals chance creator primarily they're there to create the opportunities for teammates and themselves to score and the attacking support really it's it's slightly harder to define it but it really pick, tries to pick up any other player who isn't one of the other two, who isn't primarily defensive. Mm. So, you know, you, you you tend to find the wingers and the tens are the chance creators, the centre forwards are the, are the strikers, and then you've got perhaps a wing back, perhaps a, a sort of a number eight who's, mm-hmm. who's expected to get involved in the attacks and yeah. support the attack rather than, you know, a six or somebody who's going to screen the defenders. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we've got Ben Whiteman down as a, an attacking support player. Hmm. And um, what's his, what's his sort of chance creator, um, sorry, game check. What's his, um, what's his, his game, game changer score? score. So yeah, he's not particularly great. 56%. Hmm. Yeah. Um, from an attacking point of view, this is, yes. you know, yeah. so, I mean, there's going to be we're we're not we're not blind. Although we're all about attacking, we're trying mm-hmm. to look at attacking players. We're trying to look at the team's attacking um, disciplines, but we're not blinded to the fact that there is another half of the game. You know, so players and all players are expected to to make a defensive contribution as well, aren't they? Yes. Um, so you know, it may well be that the way that they play. That he's a big, he's a he's an important player to them from a mm. defensive point of view, um, but yeah, he hasn't particularly produced very much for them. But you know the way they play is unusual, Tom. We, mm. It's confounding, really, isn't it? They've yeah, they've still managed to be up there, although yeah, yeah things have fallen away, haven't they, recently? Uh-huh. But you know, they've still it's, been getting results. I think they're still a are they still above expectation or just about on expectation? Um, 
Preston. Their expectation was four was fourteenth, and they're thirteenth. Yeah, so they're yeah. pretty much. So but look at their sh- on, look at their attacking. Twenty second for shots on target. Twenty second for xG. Sixteenth for goals. Yeah, and I mean, that's just poor. been dropping all through the season, isn't it? Yeah, it has. Um, they just haven't been able to. But you know, having said that, they pull off results that yeah nobody yeah, could predict. No, here and it. there. Um, so, so you wonder whether is is that how Ben Whiteman plays best, or is he playing well despite being in that team? Yeah, uh, you know, will it show more of his skills when he comes out, or are Norwich looking at that and saying? this is exactly the sort of guy we need because we're leaking goals like water. So well, we yeah. need a, we need a, a Ben Whiteman in there to, um, to fulfill this role. Cause we don't have anyone who can, who can do that. Yeah. It could be that. I mean, it's hard to, it, they're so different. The playing styles mm. it's, and he's played a lot. It's not like they're saying, well, the, the reason he's not playing is because he plays in a style that would suit us, but doesn't suit mm-hmm. them because yeah. he is playing. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, this is another area where we've talked about this so much, where you get where you get transfers that actually happen and you look at them and think, I don't know how they expect this player to play. Yeah. Um, because what they've for them, because their style is so different mm-hmm. and everything they must have seen of this player is in an environment that's completely different to the one that they yes. that they employ. So yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one, and I, a lot of the time it's down to somebody just likes them as a player, you know, or mm-hmm. worked with them before, or thinks they're undervalued, or whatever it yeah. might be. I mean, looking mm-hmm. at Norwich at the moment, from there, they don't seem to have, um, as far as if you look at their squad, uh, they don't seem to have much going going for them in attacking support roles. They've got Gabriel Sara, who's doing well mm-hmm. for them, to be yeah. fair. Beyond that, you know, they've got Nunes, mm-hmm. which, and who hasn't particularly, you know, he's not not pl- even playing anything he's like 50%. He's like 8.690s. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, as far as the sort of attacking numbers are concerned, just hasn't really done anything no. in that regard. Um, so, you know, it's that maybe they're just looking to bolster that area where they sure. where they've got options you know um they because... seem to be relatively imbalanced don't they with lots of lots of players categorized as chance creators yeah uh, and then only only the two attacking support players one of which yeah. is doing really well you know Gabriel yeah. Sara's doing really well but yeah but yeah it's um they do seem to be a little bit unbalanced there don't they which would, I suppose, you know, that would tend to bear out their relative disappointing season so far. Yeah. Relatively disappointing season because they were expected to be sixth and they're eighth. I mean, they've climbed up a bit recently, mm-hmm. but... Because um, they score goals, don't they? They do, yeah. Yeah. Third in the league for goals. Yeah. And, but, um... but, yeah, from they're, they're making the most of the chances they're creating by the look of it. Yeah. Eighth for XG, so that's not particularly great. That's below no. expectation. Yeah. Shots on target, 11th. So that's pretty concerning, really. Mm. Um, and then the, all the supporting roles, you know, the live passes leading to a shot and leading to a goal and yeah. that kind of thing. You know, goal-creating goal creating actions overall have been all right. But, um, 
yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit of a mess there, really. They started so strongly, I thought they looked they looked very strong, hmm. um, but it's not gone terribly well, is it? No, um, but that's the thing with with the games coming so thick and fast. It yeah. just takes someone to put in three or four wins, and all of a sudden, you know, everyone's back up. I mean, it wasn't long ago that people were talking about Southampton changing their manager again, and all of a sudden, no. it, it looks like you've got four teams almost assured of being either getting promoted or or in the playoffs now, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. Oh, it, yeah, it's typical championship fair this yeah. year, isn't it? And who's to say in six games that won't have changed? Well, absolutely, yeah. Um, oh, you're right. So, I mean, that's a slightly unusual-looking fit, mm. isn't it, I guess? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it's... It's unusual from the playing styles, isn't it? Sorry. And then we dig a little deeper and we see how lacking they are in support attacking I've support roles and, and you say yeah. okay well i can see where that's coming from yeah but you you can you can imagine that if the player's going to go in into that playing style there might be a little bit of an adjustment period uh required for him to uh to really hit the ground running and start producing yeah well, so going back to what we were looking at, this is Preston mm. to Norwich, isn't it? So yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's 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 uh I don't know. It's um there may be no nothing in it, of course, which we we have to recognise, but if there is something in it, then um mm. I can't quite see, apart from the fact that maybe Norwich are just a bit thin. The mm. squad is just a bit thin at the moment, hence they're yeah, probably a bit but are they're they just ranking looking, below are where they they're looking to buy to. a good player, though, David? That's maybe the trouble, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. I know that can be a trap, can't it? Yeah, can be. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, with with changes of managers, which we're going to probably come up against now, which will mm. be the next one. In fact, we should hold on because I think the next one will really we're ready to move on to the next one. Yeah, the third player on our list is Liam Cullen. At Swansea, mm-hmm. and there's a rumor about him being of interest to QPR. And on the face of it, you might go, Hang on, why would he go from Swansea to QPR? Mm. But I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, Yeah, okay, so Swansea are well, let's see where uh, they're, they're above QPR, we know that. So Swansea are eight, 16th, QPR 22nd. So on the face of it, you might think, Why would you do that? But what's the trajectory looking like? Mm-hmm. You know, both clubs changed their manager. Um, Swansea are in this sort of, seem to be in this transitional stage. We all, rem- we all, when we think about Swansea in the championship, I think we all think about, oh, they're the team that don't ever give the ball away and they're 80% <laughs> possession or something. Yeah. But their, their current playing style is a pressing style. But they just don't, and I think they are transitioning because they were even less of a possession-based team. Yeah. So they've moved from when Russell Martin was there and previous managers to wanting to pass you to death. Yes. And were criticised for mm-hmm. overdoing it, weren't they? You know, yeah. yeah, it looks nice, but they never really hurt anybody. Um, and then it, it's gone the other way, really, to um, to really sort of almost throwing that in the bin completely 
It's a massive know, about turn, isn't it? All we care about is is almost back to the old position of maximum opportunity mm-hmm. style of play. Get it yeah. forward, you know, get it get it up there and yeah, try and um, keep it there and win it back. And I think they're transitioning now, aren't they? Mm. And they've brought um Sheehan in recently. Mm-hmm. And we, we we can we're yet to see how that plays out, but it appears to be that perhaps the thinking is, well, that didn't work. You know, we replaced Russell Martin and yeah. and, it, and it's just not worked out. It was a That's... wrong fit. And now they seem to have kind of figured out that, well, we can't keep going like this. Yeah. So we'll bring a new manager in. We don't know how it's going to go, but it looks like they're in transition. Mm. And, and so being in transition, you think, well, are they – is that a nice place to be for a young player like Cullen, mm-hmm. 24, I think he is. Yeah. He might be looking at, at QPR and saying, well, yeah, they are below them. They're, they're mm-hmm. below where, where Swansea are, but is the trajectory more positive? Yeah. Um, they've got good players. You know, we've, I yeah, think they, they made, they made a, perhaps a ricket. Yeah. Bringing Ainsworth in there. They may be when a few the, months ahead of where Swansea are now, aren't they? Well, you wonder, don't you? Because, mm. you know, they've got quality player players in that team and yet they were playing the most cynical sort of style <laughs> of football you could possibly ask for. Yeah. Um, so it seemed like a no-brainer that, that, that that's not a fit. So they've yeah. made the change and Sifuentes seems to be a bit of a breath of fresh air. Um, again, we don't really know where it's going to go, but mm-hmm. maybe that's that could be because when you look at the playing styles of the two teams, they are very different again, aren't they? Are they? Very different, yeah. Um, but but QPRs is a funny one because they're in transition. We don't know that that reflects um, that reflects the whole season. Yeah. So it goes from um, it's a very Ainsworth looking pattern, that isn't it? Yeah, well, it does. Yeah, exactly. Just it don't, refle- it we reflects don't want the ball. <laughs> exactly. we, don't, we haven't won the ball. <laughs> and it's going to take time. And even if you were the most expansive-looking manager, yeah, forward-thinking manager, you've only got half a season to show it. It's not mm. going to look like that. It's going to no. look like a sort of hybrid, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So yeah. It, yeah. Will, it will be really interesting, actually, now that you've pointed that out, to see how that changes in the next sort of eight, ten games or so. Yeah, and uh, and see if it starts to become less counter-attacking, less direct, and and start to move more sort of as we're looking at the radar, maybe a, a bit further east with with everything yeah. sort of northeast, if you like, to a bit yeah. more possession, a bit more attacking. Maybe Which is where you want to be, well. Tom, isn't it? Yeah, northeast. Yeah, that's, that's as it. We've been saying. Yeah, that's right. Um, I want to be northeast on the radar. Yeah, not southwest. No, which is exactly no, where they are right which now. Is where they are, but yeah, like we say, it's a it's a kind of it lags because you've got mm. all that old stuff. We could produce one that only reflected the current manager's style, couldn't we? But mm-hmm. we haven't got a lot of data, so no, it wouldn't be worth doing that no, yet. But we can certainly compare them. We could certainly look and see how they've changed. But mm-hmm. going back to Cullum, you know, on the face of it, I thought, well, I don't know, I can't see where the, this would make sense. He's played. He's played a decent number of games for Swan for Swansea. Mm-hmm. Um, why would he look at that? But I'm just thinking, well, maybe it has gone a bit stale at, at yeah. Swansea, and maybe whoever it is who's kind of promoting this mm-hmm. might be looking at the 
the trajectory and, and the direction of travel and saying, well, actually, this QPR are trying to do something. Yes. You know, and if it's clear what they're trying to do, then mm-hmm. that could appeal to some some players. It's young player, 24, you know, mm-hmm. so um, a striker. If he, if he went somewhere and was playing regularly and did well as part of this new transitional style, yeah, it, it could kind of reignite your career for you, couldn't it? Absolutely. A move like this, definitely. What from how have how have QPR's strikers been uh, been showing so far? So again, I would guess being twenty second, probably not great. Not great. Yeah, I mean they've got Sinclair Armstrong, and that's who's so the yeah. only. Kind of as far as we again, as far as we categorise them, he's the only kind of player that we would say is a is a definite striker who's played any kind of number of games. Mm. Um, they've got other players that I'm sure your QPR fans will look at players like Lyndon Dykes and go, "Oh, he's a striker." Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've we've categorised him as a chance creator. Yeah. Um, but you know who's produced anything much there from a sort of attacking point of view. You know nobody it's just been much. Down to Chris Willock and, and Chair, isn't it? Yeah, who, who you would and expect Chair. to be? Who are the the quality players creatively? Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. They're they're the, they're the chart the quality players, and but it gives you a little bit of a feeling. If you were a striker, you might be thinking, "Hang on, we've got there's potentially some service there." Mm. You know. Yeah. Um, so. Sure. Yeah, I mean, even he, even Jack Colback as well. He's he's played at good levels for you know many years, and he so yeah. You now you've got a steady steady looking spine to your team there. Yeah, yeah, you do. So um, yeah, could be an interesting one. Um, different styles, but mm-hmm. you know the story again goes back. We talked about this the other day, didn't we? About um, stocks in companies and what's the story? Yeah, yeah. And if the story is attractive, often it's hard to see when you're just looking at the numbers, or even if you're looking at the watching the game. Sometimes hmm. it's hard to just understand what the story behind it is. Yeah, because um, I've you know look, I've looked at lots of times I've looked at moves or been involved with moves, and people have thought, why would why would that happen? You know, why would that player consider going there? Or but there's a storyline behind it. And the club sells the story to them, so yeah. you know, and it and sometimes it works out. People, and then you you see why. So, have you um, have you ever been sort of with <clears throat> with a player or you know assisting a player with a move, and the player said, "Look, I'm really not into this, but you know I'll go along anyway." But they've been sold the story so well that they've just found themselves signing the contract there and then, or, you know, just completely having a 180 and, and falling in love with the, with the vision or the, of the club or, or whatever. I think it happens all the time, Tom. Yeah. You know, it happens. It either happens because the manager or the head coach is charismatic, mm-hmm. makes the player feel in a way, you know, very often players move because they haven't been having a good time where they are. You know, sure. sometimes they move because they have been. Yeah. But some, a lot of the time, it, the movies because things have gone a bit stale where they are. You know, they're 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 one out, or the club want them gone, mm-hmm. and it's and it can be because they don't feel wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't feel like they're part of the plans. They don't feel like they're really 
anybody's actually talking to them. Yeah. Um, and when they go into a new club, as you say, you might look at it and think, I don't know, it doesn't appeal to me. And then you get there and somebody, it's usually a person-to-person thing, isn't it? Yes. It's usually a, a charisma, you know, mm-hmm. listen, these are the plans. You know, I, I've seen more or less good presentations by managers to players yeah. where it's very clear sometimes that the manager does know a lot about the player, has mm-hmm. done a lot of research, and he can show why he wants the player. Yeah. Look, and even to the point where, you know, there's presentations. These are the things that you do that I like. And what and this is what we do. And this is how they would do you would do well for us. This is how mm-hmm. they would merge together. Yeah. And and players like that. You can imagine it, can't mm-hmm. you? Because oh, you feel course. like you feel like, well, actually, this could be a you know, we don't want to use the word project, but you know, this this could be a an ex a enterprise that I can get excited about definitely because you know very often it, when football becomes a job to a player that's a really bad place to be in hmm. you know it's just a yeah. job it's just yeah. it's just not making mistakes doing things that you're going through the motions because people start playing football because it's a dream yes exactly you know and they love it and and if that goes it's probably time to, to leave and if you can find a place that can 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 show you that you, you can have that dream back that mm-hmm. in answer rather long-winded answer to your question but yeah that does happen a lot yeah it's i think that's the thing isn't it because you you can love something but when when that passion goes and it can go can't it because you might have a falling out with someone or you know you're not played in the role that you you thought you were going to be used and you know maybe promises weren't kept that were given to you at presentations when he signed yeah yeah, <laughs> but, yeah um but yeah it can it can change kind of but if if you can go to somewhere that you feel you're going to reignite uh that that passion again then uh, i think you'd certainly be willing to roll the dice wouldn't you yeah yeah so yeah i think that's very often it's, it's the, the way that you know and actually if a club can't give it sometimes a club can't that's all they have got mm, yeah because they can't throw money at it mm. And they can't necessarily even throw, you know, look where we are in the league or look what we're going to win or look what sure. the, the, all they can throw is this is our this is our plan. This is our, mm. you know, great project that we're working on. And this is how you would fit into it. Yeah. And you can show somebody that, you know, you know, who they are at least. That's it. What, what they, they can do. What they can do what they can yeah. bring to it and how that can bring the best out of them. Yeah. And who doesn't want to be part of that? No, really? absolutely. It's more yeah, important definitely. than anything else, really, isn't it? Well, can you imagine sitting down in, uh, you know, being a, a signing for Luton Town? Uh, who, who's the lad who's played all through the leagues with them? He's stayed with them from non-league, isn't he? Can you imagine being him when he signed for them for, for non-league and them saying, no, we're, we're looking to push up through the leagues? And, yeah. and if someone had said, you know, we, we want you to be part of it and we're, we're going to try and get to the Premier League, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, you'd never, you'd never believe it, would you? No. But uh, uh, no, you're right. It's happened. Was that yeah. Tom Lockyer? Was that him, or was it? Um, there's a, a, a lad who plays in midfield. I can't remember his his name, yeah. but Lockyer's been there a long time as well, hasn't he? He's yeah. been there, you know, a fair a fair amount of time. Well, I think Leon Britton was in that position at Swansea, wasn't he? I think he was. Yeah. I think he played yeah, in right. the fourth he, division he for played him, in all leagues, and then all the, all the way through to the Prem. Yeah. 
um yeah. yeah so exactly yeah it would be um and you know some people and they tend to be managers in football clubs do have that kind of char- charismatic aura about them yeah don't they and uh you kind of see yourself buying into it talking about luton um and i know he wasn't ultimately the one who took him up but obviously nathan jones is inextricably linked with with that club uh-huh. and I, I think he's an impressive individual for sure i mean i know he he's kind of polarizes opinion because you know, he's he's very much he's right at it isn't he the whole time yeah. switched on yeah. all the time yeah. but i can see why players play for him definitely i mean from just you know i don't know him as such but having spoken to him a few times you can see how it would come over but i don't think there's anything there's nothing hidden there is there no, no. What, what he says is what he's feeling yeah. right now and you know yeah. it's not bullshit for one of yeah. the phrase it's yeah it's how he feels and that's how he sees things so yeah you just got to get on board with it and and sometimes that sort of communication is is much better even if you don't like what he says yeah that's what he wants and that's how he feels yeah. so you've either got to change something or you're going to be left behind there's no mystery there is there and and sometimes no. people just want to know what's expected of them don't they yeah do yeah and it's all leadership isn't it? it's different yeah. styles but yeah that's yeah. it yeah well, that's yeah, uh, well, that's a dip into some sort of. I suppose they're kind of early-ish rumours, aren't they? Because the yeah. rumours really hot up when people can actually do something about. That's right. Them. Yeah, we, the the clock um, is ticking on that. That's going to come round yeah. quick, and we tend to find that these things accelerate in the latter part of the window, don't they? Usually, yeah. we think because teams aren't exactly proactive with their planning, are they? It's a little bit of a more of a reactive thing to see who's available and see who they might want and where what's their injury status. Whereas I think it, yeah, it can be that we might yeah. find a few teams trigger deals very early on because they've already done their homework and and they've had these things lined up for months, perhaps. Yeah, well, that that's how it should be, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. There's um, no reason to wait, is there, till the last last minute? I mean, sometimes you've got to get players out, haven't you? Yes. Before you yeah. can physically bring it, play it. You may you may know exactly who you want, and it may mm-hmm. be that you've got all the plans organised, and but you literally can't act until you've got this player out and that player out. So that there can be sort of legitimate reasons for it taking longer. But in do an ideal think, situation, yeah. Do you think um, who do you think are the teams who may well be looking to to ship players out before they can bring players in? If you were to think of two clubs, perhaps. Well, I suppose I don't know if Southampton might still be a bit heavy mm-hmm. with players on big money there. Yeah. Um just off the top of my head. Mm. No, whether they shout, whether they whether they actually got the work done really. I know they did move players out, didn't they? But yes. Um yeah. I I don't know whether they got all the players out. They would have it's not mm. easy to give get to move players on who are on big money, unfortunately, is no, it? That's it. Um, Especially if they're not playing as well, because you, yeah. you'd imagine now that they've got their squad settled, who who they want to play and, and want to be part of it because they're getting results. Yeah, there might be a few people on the edges who, like you say, are earning a, a good Premier League wage, if if you like. Yeah, um, haven't been playing, so they're not necessarily going to get a great deal 
or the similar deal where they go to. Yeah. So either Southampton are going to have to, you know, swallow a bit of that contract, I suppose, and, and yeah. pay a bit of it up to get them to move. I don't know, but. Well, and and they've come good again recently, but yeah. but there was a period yeah. of time when, against the odds, they sort of were slipping down the the league a bit, mm. um, yeah. and you definitely then looked at it and thought, well, that they must be looking to try and refresh it. But then you've got players in there that are historically well paid, mm-hmm. not necessarily paid the amount that reflects their contribution, but paid the amount that reflects where the club were. Yes. When they renewed their contract or when they signed their contract, which is another thing, you know, again, we talked about a little bit, the contract, the life and the duration of a contract. Mm. Um, So, Tom, you want to be signing a new contract, really, is when the team goes up, I suppose. Yeah, It gives you maximum duration of of money at the high level, doesn't it? Uh Um, But, yeah. um, And, again, actually, in a funny way, even maybe Leeds. I mean, Leeds must be somewhat satisfied with where they are. I'm not saying they wouldn't be. But again, any any team that comes down from the Prem are going to be awash with highly paid players. And yeah, they move some players on. Would there still be... I mean, Nonto came on the other day. Don't know how happy he can be really there because he's not really been featuring that much, I don't no. think, has he? Um, no, no, he hasn't been. And, and we know he wanted really out complain, before. No, but I mean, whether he's looked at it and thought, well, that's okay. If this team takes me back where I want to be, I'm going to benefit. Yeah. Um, but again, off the top of my head, I don't know what length of contract he's on. Um, but sure. yeah, there could there could be. They're the ones that I suppose spring to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, West, West Brom, true. of course, we know they're in that process of... of you know, probably changing ownership of the club. Mm-hmm. And there have been all sorts of reports about how difficult it is financially for them. Mm. So, again, what where they are quite with, you know, moving players out. And um, they're, they're sort of semi-losing three players, aren't they, potentially for the AFCON yeah. championships? Yeah. You know, key players down the sort of spine of the team, aren't they, in, in Ajayi, Dean Garner and, and Thomas Asante? Yeah. Exactly. Guys, that's going to be. They wouldn't want to be losing those. They wouldn't. Yeah, Especially exactly. with Brandon, like we said last week, uh, you know, leaving them without a recognised striker, really, with DK yeah. still coming back and Madger out for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's and a shame for them. He scored again, didn't he? So, yeah, he uh, did. yeah you he know, did. yeah, but you've got to have somebody in there who will score. And that is an area that they definitely need. Yes. You know, so the last thing they really needed was to lose their only sort of out and out recognised striker who's fit. Definitely, but um, if they can if they can scramble a, a couple of million together, they can listen to last week's episode, and that's a good place to start. They yeah. can start looking at some of those targets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you'd think I don't, I don't know where they I don't know where they are, as you say. I mean, we'll take a finder's prob- fee on that, wouldn't we, David? We would do. Yeah. We'll take a finder. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but it looks like it looks like they probably would have to do bring some money in before they could even think yeah. about, but. I don't know, you know. Yeah, there, there might be one or two others in the division, really. Hmm. Um, you know. But, uh, well, I mean, goodness knows Middlesbrough. They're just... I, it's been the injuries, really, isn't it? That's been their problem. But yeah, it, yeah. things aren't going anything like according to plan. And I, I somehow the, think they're going to be doing something this winter. It's, I think the, the thing is now, 
is generally you look at the table in the championship and you can say it could all change at any any moment, which it can. Mm. But you've now got Leicester and Ipswich are quite a way ahead of everyone. And you've got Leeds and Southampton making a bit of a break as well, aren't you? Yeah. Um, if they continue to to stretch away over the next three or four games, all of a sudden you've only got two spots available for about 14 teams <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who definitely. who are still in with a mathematical, you know, decent shout of, of making it in there. I mean, even, even the likes of Coventry City, I don't think you can completely rule them out because they've got good players creating chances, just not putting them away. And that, that could change at any moment, couldn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, again, they've had a bit of a resurgence, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, and I think it is looking like two places. Yeah, isn't it? And even if, even if, as some people insist, will happen, even if Ipswich, the wheels do come off a little bit, you can't see them falling off, falling no. that far back. No, and I mean, so they'll probably 70, end 75, up seventy-five points is a pretty good score to get into the playoffs. I think yeah. that would have that would have got you in last time. So yeah. they only need to get twenty two more points to be at that level. Yeah, uh, in the next twenty two games. Yeah, it's hard to see. So it's still whether whether the who who knows what the order will be, but the top four as it stands do look like yeah. a good bet for the top four, don't they? Yeah, for sure. And then yeah, it leaves sure. you, as you say, two places for yeah. quite yeah. a few teams that you know. And you've got six six points between. Middlesbrough in 14th and West Brom in 5th. Right. So it's literally nothing, isn't it? And it's nothing. And of those, you could certainly see West Brom, well, notwithstanding the difficulties with losing players mm-hmm. to the AFCON, but you could see West Brom, Hull, Watford, Norwich possibly, yeah. although I haven't been overly impressed recently with them. You just Sunderland, don't run with them, do you? You don't. You know, as you say, Coventry, even Blackburn, they, you know, if they get a run together. Yeah. So Bristol City have been doing it. So there are, there's a lot of, there's a lot of football to be played. There's Definitely. a lot of, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of competition uh, there. It's why we love the league, David. Is yeah. It is. Because it's, it it's so exciting and it changes literally minute by minute, doesn't it? It does. Anything can happen, can't it? Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, David. That's oh, some well. good research. Enjoyed that. That was good mm-hmm. to look through. Okay, so that brings us to the end of, of episode 18 of, of Attacking the Championship. Uh, more football to come I think just before the new year and then New Year's Day, isn't there? Yeah. So uh, we shall look forward to attacking the championship a bit further. See you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>